Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Weekend Barbecue Gurus Fantasy Football Show. Hey, we have some good stuff to talk about today. It's been a while since I've been on. I have been looking at some new recipes, looking at a different way to uh, utilize my barbecue smoker and my grill outside to, uh, I guess, maybe add a few wrinkles that uh, didn't really uh, think about, but uh, got a couple of uh, resources that have really, really helped. We'll get into that, talk some fantasy football. We'll be back right after this break, and thanks again for listening. And we're back. Hey, thanks for taking out the time to listen, subscribe, put uh, me on your uh, list to listen to. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's fun to do barbecues, fun to experiment with uh, different ways to do food. Like I said in the opening, I have a couple more resources that uh, have a lot of good stuff in them. Uh, one's called uh, Barbecue Sauces, Rubs, and Marinades. And there's over 200 recipes in this thing. And it's by a guy named Stephen Raceland. I think I'm pronouncing that right. That's Stephen with a V and Raceland. R A I C H L E N. Raceland uh, is that one. And a book called Life of Fire Mastering the Arts of Pit Cooked Barbecue, the Grill, and the Smokehouse by Pat Martin and Nick Falschalt. That's F-A-U-C-H-A-L-D. Some good stuff. See how they do things and how I've done it and how I can improve, how you can improve. Hey, it's, uh, there's more than one way to, uh, start a fire sometimes it's not a smart way sometimes it's uh, easier to do it someone else's way but as long as you are trying to do better then I guess it will be okay so what I have got planned to do is uh, some uh, quail and I'm going to brine the quail and I'm going to use a recipe that uh, I found in this uh, Sauces, Rubs, and Marinades book. And I'm going to take uh, the quail and I'm going to probably marinate them overnight. Probably do, oh, some uh, corn on the cob. Maybe do some uh, cornbread. Just kind of throw in some, some stuff. Maybe do uh, an apple pie for a dessert or something. But uh, just going to uh, kind of follow this guy for a second just to see if, as I'm preparing it and there's something that maybe I think might be better. I may experiment from him. But I 
for the most part, pretty much follow recipes that I find. I mean, after all, I started just as a cook, basically uh, doing steaks over a fire. And as a kid, really didn't do any of the recipes or uh, make any of the salads or any of the, like, uh, potato salad or macaroni salad or the uh, uh, three bean salads or anything like that. Didn't really do it, didn't really do any of the salad dressing there at the restaurant. Basically just to cook so I could develop, you know, how to cook just by just touching the meat with the spatula just, just to see how how firm the uh, meat was getting and also to uh, have a pretty good idea about the heat spots, where's the cold spots, if you have an order that has a bunch of uh, different uh, different uh, steaks on them. Let's say you have uh, an order of four, you have two well-dones, a rare and a medium. Well, you're going to want to put uh, the well-dones in a more hot spot. Your uh, medium kind of towards where it's cooler. And you want to put uh, the rare where it will just kind of cook real slow. Or maybe you can throw it on to the grill uh, last. But uh, you just get all kinds of stuff like that uh, in restaurants, especially steakhouses and things like that. So you... You kind of learn how to adjust and uh, I guess schedule all your different uh, cooks and the way they're going to be uh, cooked. And you know all that just kind of goes uh, uh, by experience. The more you do it, uh, the better you get. So let's get to that uh, that brine recipe. Uh, this is uh, interesting. It's uh, it's quite a bit, but could probably probably save it for a while like in the refrigerator but uh, here's what it has uh, it's two quarts of boiling water three quarters cup of uh, coarse salt see your kosher I generally use the kosher salts two teaspoons of uh, Prague powder number one which is uh, also known as uh, pink curing salts. That's that's optional according to this. And two quarts of uh, ice water. And the uh, hot water is used to help dissolve the, the, the salts. That's that's why the, the boiling water. I don't know that uh, I've ever done that. I don't know that uh, that uh, it even occurred to, to me to do that but uh, on the next page this is on page uh, 102 of that book I was telling you about uh, and they have what's called a beer brine too which makes about six cups enough for about oh three to four pounds of meat it says here uh, the ingredients to it is three cups of water a half a cup of uh, sea or kosher salt, uh, half a cup of packed dark brown sugar, one tablespoon of black peppercorns, one tablespoon of uh, red pepper flakes, 
and two bottles or cans of your favorite beer chilled. So it says a uh, place to water, salt, sugar, peppercorns, red pepper flakes in a large saucepan and bring to a boil, whisking until the salt and sugar dissolve. That's why you would use the, the, the hot water stuff to help it uh, dissolve. Remove the pan from the heat and whisk in the beer. Let cool to room temperature before adding the meat or seafood to brine, cover and refrigerate. Now that makes sense because if you put it to the hot water, put it to the meat in the hot water, it'll start cooking. And you don't want that, you want the you want it to, to soak in. Now that being said, things about brining to me is surrounding your the the choice of uh, what you're gonna cook needs to be surrounded with the brine like a turkey breast, like a chicken, like a quail, which is fairly smaller, uh, but I'm going to do a bunch of them, so I would need uh, the more of the the uh, brine to, to do it, but uh, I'm not, I, I, I would think that uh, pork, unless it's ribs, then you would have to have size pot or pan to, to brine it in I would think you would be better off injecting uh, like different flavors into a pork butt especially a Boston butt or a picnic it seems like to me the thicker the meat is the more you'd want to inject just to get the the uh, flavor into inside towards the middle of uh, the meat there that's just just my thinking as uh, as you know, as, as I've been reading that, but uh, brining was something that uh, I learned early, even before I started uh, cooking at the, the steakhouses. I uh, filled in for my cousin who had a, a part-time job. We were still in school. He uh, helped in the deli, and uh, they did uh, fried chicken. Well, they would brine the chickens. All the chicken meat and they would uh, then bread it and it had a, a very good taste to it and I think a lot of uh, chicken restaurants do that you probably will not find one that does not I'm just guessing but I just think brining makes it better also if you want to you could you could probably throw your uh, favorite uh, rub into that uh, brine that way, uh, it would uh, the flavorings would uh, all go into uh, the meat, like uh, a Caribbean jerk seasoning or a coffee rub seasoning, something like that. I'd probably uh, probably uh, go about it that way instead of like putting something on the uh, like the quail, like on the grill. I probably wouldn't do that. You probably do it within the marinade or the brine but uh, that's uh, what I have scheduled to do this weekend the quail and probably uh, some corn on the cob and the way I do it uh, if you haven't heard or are new to uh, the uh, broad podcast here broadcast uh, I'll take corn on the cob and put it uh, in a pot of water with uh, butter, a lot of butter, and uh, 
my favorite seasoning most usually it's going to be the Caribbean jerk or a Cajun type of uh, seasoning and then I will take it out on the grill and let it char up a little bit you're seeing how kind of the blackened corn I'll uh, cook it up real well and as it looks like uh, it's starting to uh, dry out remember you keep the, the water pot and you turn your your stove on your in your kitchen at a low just to keep it uh, good and, and warm but uh, you take your grilled corn off and put it back into your water that way when the, the, the dried corn takes in more of the uh, water the fluid to replenish it will be more of a seasoned uh, corn within uh, like when you first started it'll be, be basically uh, cooked in and uh, replenished back in which is really really good cornbread is, is my favorite type of uh, to eat it's relatively simple just uh, usually takes a little bit of milk, a little bit of, uh, of uh, an egg or two, and your mix. There again, I'm not uh, the baker, but uh, I just follow the, the instructions on the box or on the package there and uh, make up. Uh, but it has to be done, and I will say this, in a cast iron skillet to be good. Cornbread in a cast iron skillet you cannot beat. Repeat it, you cannot beat anything really cooking a cast iron skillet, whether it's cornbread or if it's uh, fried potatoes, you know, things like that. I mean, you know, that sounds kind of good too, fried potatoes. And there again, a lot of uh, buttery uh, taste there. Now, uh, some people within my immediate family they actually prefer that uh, the uh, potato be kind of blackened on one side just for that crispy texture and, and what they usually do is uh, when they peel it they peel everything but I don't peel anything I put uh, skin and all when I chop up the potato for the potato fried potatoes I just uh, leave the uh, skin on because evidently the skin is good for you to eat and we need all the natural nutrients that uh, we can get. So quail, corn, potato, uh, probably salad, cornbread, and some kind of dessert, but we want to always try to try to get a good uh, mix of stuff uh, I am thinking maybe some kind of uh, relish like uh, cranberries or something just to kind of get into the uh, the uh, Thanksgiving season coming up all right let's turn our attention to fantasy football currently my teams won both uh, games this past week my Yahoo League I've uh, 
rattled off eight straight wins. Should have won that first week, but give uh, my opponent uh, credit for good judgment. He selected a, a defense and a kicker that scored double digits, which beat me. But I've rallied and rolled off uh, eight straight wins since then. It could be 9-0, and but I'll take 8-1. Uh, don't want to lose in the championship, so I keep uh, marching on in the NFL.com. Five and four, won four straight, lost four straight, and then I won this past week because my opponent did not set his lineup. Hey, I'll take it. I mean, if you want to lose interest, and and I don't know, maybe he has the idea that uh, I'm going to draft and I'm going to play just go with whoever it is win lose or draw injuries whatever he's got had a guy on ir and didn't didn't replace him that's happened a couple times uh it just seems like to me if you sign up to play you're going to participate there's a dude that hasn't been in since i guess he joined the league said uh i don't know how his lineup gets set but uh it's uh i don't know it's 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 remarkable to me how these guys do that, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's on them. I guess if they say, hey, it's easy, I just draft, set it, let it go, and I win, but so far the dude's only won one. I don't know how he did that, unless it was early in the, earlier in the year. But uh, injuries are piling up. Lost my good quarterback, uh, Kirk Cousins. Went with Sam Howe of uh, Washington because I had Terry McLaren as a receiver, so there's the double points there. Uh, went uh, with uh, Justin Herbert in my other one, in my NFL one. He's done very, very well, steady. Seems like running backs are uh, scoring touchdowns, but they're not getting very many yards. In fact, there's a few guys who are scoring a lot of touchdowns, like Gus Gus Williams, I think is his name, uh, for the uh, Ravens. Uh, my stud uh, player, uh, Christian McCaffrey, had a bye week, so I got nothing from him. And they, they uh, play Jacksonville, which is the home team here. So I got to hope that uh, – they hang half a hundred on him, so he'll score a lot and give me some some more victories. But I made a trade a couple weeks ago, which I thought was going to be better for me. I uh, traded a uh, – I got Stefan Diggs, and I traded away uh, Derrick Henry, which I thought would be probably a plus for me. But it's almost been even because of the up-and-down play of the other guys. Derrick Henry's not really tearing it up, but neither is uh, Stephon Diggs. And uh, the tight ends, oh, man, it's unless you have uh, the top guys, you're struggling. Unless you have Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or even Mark Andrews, forget about it. The rest of them are all just uh, – guys going game to game and you can't hardly depend upon the one to 
I guess to be you know evenly uh, uh, point distributor through through the week game to game but that's just uh, the nature of the NFL I did pick up the Cowboys uh, tight end he scored starting to get a lot of looks from uh, Dak Prescott and I think I picked up uh, the Washington tight end to go uh, with uh, I think I have him matched with uh, Justin Herbert, so we'll see. Well, let's uh, wrap it up with this. Uh, I have put on my statistical analysis after week nine. Gave, it went through all the numbers. Tell you who the, uh, I guess, the Vera Elite guys are. I mean, if you're, your running back has gotten uh, 596 yards and scored eight touchdowns, or or even more than that, then that's an elite guy. If uh, your guy has uh, 496 yards and four touchdowns, well, he's just an average guy. So you want to uh, maybe upgrade there. If your quarterback has uh, 2,411 yards, 2,411 yards with 16 touchdowns or more, he's uh, elite. If he has a 1,980 yards and 12 touchdowns, well, he's average. If uh, you have a receiver who has 65 catches for 832 yards plus six touchdowns, well, he is a top receiver. And if you have a guy who has, say, 53 catches, he has probably uh, 600. 50 yards and maybe four touchdowns or less. Well, that's your average receiver. Hey, check out the website of uh, mine, my fantasy site, where I go through the numbers, post them every three weeks or so. I did after week three, after six, and after nine. Do it again after week 12 and then 15. But here's uh, the, the, the web address. is fantasy football. And then the number four gurus.com where I have it all laid out. It's kind of walk you through my journey, but hey, I appreciate everyone who visits, everyone who listens. Hey, I hope you all have a great weekend barbecuing. Plus, have a great fantasy week. Everybody gets a win. I will catch you guys again very, very soon. Hopefully, uh, with a good review of uh, the quail meal and two more victories uh, we'll see hey with that hey thank you again i appreciate every one of you and uh keep uh keep cooking keep a barbecue and you uh weekend barbecue gurus